Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Saturdays with Jenny. Now, one of the revelations for me, because I get sent books by just about everybody, and of course you can't read all of them, but one of the books where the publishers got on the line to me and said, Jenny, you have to read this book. So if a publisher takes the trouble to get on the phone or send a message to you, but usually on the phone, and say, this is why I think you should be reading this book, then obviously you are going to be paying attention to that. And uh, and so that is how I came to a book called The Broken River Tent. And it was uh, written by someone I hadn't heard of before, Mpatumi and Tabani. Uh, and then I started seeing uh, The Broken River Tent winning awards and all sorts of things. And we started talking. And in fact, he's up here in Joburg, although he's normally, I think, in Cape Town. But, uh, but Mpush, thank you. And welcome to Kaya FM again. Hi. So now, are you comfortable? Are you are you ready for this? Yes, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> good. So, so most of the time, you you're based not in the Eastern Cape, but in the Western Cape. Is that right? Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm I, I stay in 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 Cape Town, but now I'm uh, here in Johannesburg on the Jaya's Fellowship. Okay, so I mean, I hope you're writing at the same time because um... that's what, that's the whole point. <laughs> I'm supposed to be writing. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, it's very good to have a little break from from a labour yeah. of love, and sometimes yeah, it's not yeah. even a labour of love; it's, it's it's just brutal work. So, so I'm yeah. really delighted you're here, and I've just texted you a message and said it is high time we now that you're in Joburg for for however long it is that we had a glass of wine or a cup of coffee, and that's up to you. I think and, we should. Well, I, I do. Think, I, I think do. we should. I do too. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. I was even talking to um, Alison about. About, about that because uh, I'm I'm uh, publishing another book soon with Quella, so Alison is doing the copy mm-hmm. editing of it, and then I was saying, but after she finishes the myself coffee. Perhaps you should join us. Well, she's an old mate of mine. She turned down one of my books, and so but I, <laughs> but I love her, and she is one of the best editors in the country. So you're in such good hands. It's a it's a long and good relationship. And Patumi, I'm really really interested in, as you know, the the doors and windows that open to me when I read, uh, um, as as it did with Broken River Tent, and um, and and the crucible that the Eastern Cape has been in terms of the fight for equality in South Africa and the end to apartheid. But going back even earlier than that, and you pick up Zakes and Dahl's books and, uh, and whatever, and it's all the Eastern Cape. So it's new to me because it wasn't part of my school history or anything like that. So all of these names, whether these names remain or not, I know it's being challenged and, you know, maybe you need to you know do a bit of work before you announce it, but they all have have meaning they all have local meanings and and i think that even people who live in the eastern cape don't know the history could we just look at makanda for a moment yeah okay uh yeah okay no i'm listening Okay, so so Makanda is um, he's a ghost, sort of he's a ghost, basically, um, in the Broken River Tent, and so 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 you get to know him and some of the incidents that happened in the Eastern Cape, um, in the struggle with the British um, as they were coming as they were moving westward um, into the Eastern Cape. So he was he was a guerrilla fighter, basically, yeah, and uh, yeah. and what? So take us a little bit. Tell tell us a little 
little bit about Makanda himself. Okay. Um, Makanda, uh, okay, uh, probably known as Nile, actually, because even the name Makanda is a name that uh, they would give to any traditional leader, I mean, traditional healer, and he was a leading one at that particular moment. The thing why uh, Makanda on Nile is very popular is the fact that he led one of the decisive wars against the British. And uh, I, I, I honestly think that uh, that war, which is, is called uh, the War of Grahamstown, other people call it the War of Nile, uh, decided the fate of uh, Amatosa. Because uh, basically, after that, when the Amatosa lost that war, it was the, it, it was clear that but they, they had basically lost the land. So this this thing of uh, uh, changing the name of Grahamstown to Makanda also had a, a lot of uh, noise, as we, as we are hearing now, for uh, the PE1 to Kadeha. Mm-hmm. And um, fortunately, it, it was done in a way that followed all the protocols. So even all the legal processes to challenge the change of name uh, were not successful because uh, there was a consultation and all and all and, and all. Uh, funny enough, uh, I like what you said, that uh, people sometimes uh, object to these things because they don't know their history. And uh, from then, the person who who proposed the Makanda, from to, Makanda to Grimstown was Professor Julia Wells, who is a, a, he used to be a... a of history and growth. And she, she said that one of the reasons... Just move around a little bit and push. We're losing your signal. Oh, sorry. Yeah, okay, that's better. That's better. Okay, let me let me get closer to the window. Yeah, okay. So she says by one of the reasons why she proposed that name change is because but she, 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 she saw that a lot of people don't know that history, including the people who stayed in Grandstar. So it is important, like, for instance... Uh, the Gadecha one, which is in PE, uh, most people uh, don't know. Including, I mean, I'm not, I'm not talking about only white people. I'm, I'm, I'm including myself. Black mm. people don't know that history. Because myself, when I the first time I came across that that name was uh, from the journals of Tiosoga when he came back okay. from, uh, from, from 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 Scotland. Yes, and that was the late uh, in the 19th century. And then he says that. He, the, his first time to preach in South Africa was on the banks of Itadeja. <laughs> and uh, that from my reconstruction and seeing what he meant is that the river that, that today is called Bakken, it's a river that goes to the, to the sea at, at, the, at the PE harbor. And actually the whole, the whole, that, 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 the whole of that, it's a, green, it's a green valley. They call Bakken Valley. And Amatosa used to call that Itadecha. Actually, not just Amatosa, because it, it, it's a Khoisan name. And it also means uh, Itadecha is a tree. Uh, I'm not particularly uh, sure the, of its English name, but in, in Tosa, it's a tree that is very uh, abundant. It can be seen there in, 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 in that area. In Tosa, we call it in Tolokosha. But... Uh, Apparently, I did look it up on on, on the. Just go back uh, to the, the go back to the window. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay. okay. Can you hear me well now? Yep. Okay. So um, that's basically the first time I came across that name of Ikabecha. And then the interesting part also is that in PE, you have a, a place which is a, which is a, a suburb close to PE called Kabecha. And uh, most people don't know that, uh, that 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 name is a corruption of uh, of uh, the name Kabecha, actually. So actually, it, it even still now it exists, but you'll have a, a thing like a kucha. I don't know if you know the kucha pot in PE. Itself is a corruption of the name kucha. You understand? So all that history is lost in most people. They don't understand it. And then, and, and, and I mean, I understand that uh, a change in most people is not comfortable. So people are not comfortable with these changes and all those things. But the thing of the matter is that... Uh, we cannot concern ourselves with those kind of things. For me, I don't even think it's a change. It's more of a restoration of the history. Because if you go to that area in Eastern Cape in particular, you find that uh, the history that, that, that was there before the colonial uh, settlers, it's almost wiped out. And then, I mean, you, you, you will see in, in, in PE, for instance, every corner you go is Duncan, that is whatever. Elizabeth itself, uh, Elizabeth was the wife of uh, Sir Duncan, who was only a, a temporary, like, a, was a, a governor for a few months. And his wife, Elizabeth, didn't even make it to South Africa because he died in Hindustan. Mm. So he called the place uh, after her and called it Port Elizabeth when he was an acting governor. So, I mean, I don't know. It's, uh, for me, it's amusing that uh, people are, are, are coming with all these things. But, oh, we don't know the name Tabecha. It was never there before. Why are we talking about that? But it was there. Mm-hmm. And it's not even a change to me. It's a restoration of a history that has been wiped out by by the colonial by colonialism, the fracture that happened there. And the Kariha River, the region from Willemore, um, Somerset East to Utenhag, used to be called Kariha, and the Kariha. Exactly. So, so it is. Can I just because I don't want to run out of time? Can we just mm-hmm. talk about uh, Chief David Sturman, um, and his name has been given to the international airport. And, yeah. um, and I mean, I have a difficulty with that because I, I don't think people abroad flying into Port Elizabeth will, will have any idea of where they are. But, <laughs> but, but, but I mean, I just think that that's a, I just think that they could name something else uh, after him. But yeah, anyway, but, yeah. uh, but this is named after he was a political activist for Koi yeah. and San people. Just take us through a little bit about him. Personally, let me, let me say this first. I'm not a fan of naming things and uh, our public things after pe- after names of people. I didn't even like the idea of Nelson Mandela. Bay. I think we could have named it uh, a lot of things. But uh, going, going back to Stuhlman, he was a, 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 a guerrilla fighter, actually, especially on the Second and Third uh, Frontier War. He was a, 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 a quite uh, chief. And then he actually had a brother who was called Charles. And his brother, uh, interesting enough, became a, 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 a Christian convert. And then he was a preacher. He one of the people who used to preach at Bethesdorf, uh, the, the missionary, the first missionary that was founded by Dr. Van der Kemp. Mm. 
Stoneman himself uh, was imprisoned in Robben Island twice. The first time he escaped, and then the, the second time, they because uh, they they thought he was dangerous, they 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 took him into exile actually at, in Wales. He, that's where he died. Yeah, well. He died in Wales actually, not not even in South Africa. But he, he you are right. He was a guerrilla fighter, and uh, in his one of his. Uh, the, one of the that there are two major battles that Amat Hossa and the Khoisan won against the British, and that is the Third Frontier War and what we call the Sixth Frontier War. And the, the funny thing is that in all of those wars, it's when Amat Hossa and the Khoisan united against the British, mm. and then they were able to defeat the British. So he he himself were fought against the, the British and the Boers in the in the Third Frontier War, uh, united with Mzambe. And then they 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 basically uh, uh, won that war. So yeah, he's uh, I would say also he's a hero. And uh, I understand uh, the fact that but he's unknown now. So it's uh, it's it's good that uh, people like you now are asking about who he was because it's not that he's unknown from the history. And that's the problem with us. We don't know our own history. And this, this 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 man was a very important man, and uh, he he was at the forefront of fighting against colonialism. So let's just stay where you are. Maybe maybe have a coffee or something like that. We're just going to take a short break, and then we'll be okay. back again with Mpush and Tabani. Saturdays with Jenny. And if you've just tuned in, of course, we're talking to Umputumi Ntabani, who is writer-author of the award-winning The Broken River Tent. And much of what we're talking about, you will you will come across as you read The Broken River Tent. And, uh, and, and you sort of absorb it slowly, and then you go back, and then the names begin to ring bells. I mean, it really is. It's, uh, it's a fantastic book to read. And, uh, and I think it's part of a trilogy, isn't it? Yes, yes, yes. Um, I'm, I'm actually trying where, yeah, in my fellowship with the Jonas Beck Institute of Advanced Studies, I'm trying to do the second, uh, take on it, which um, I will probably call the, 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 <clears throat> the marked man. And it concentrates on, on, uh, Dr. Van der Kemp and Tio Sogafort. Dr. Van der Kemp oh. was the first missionary that, that went to the Eastern Cape. Mm to convert the Amatosa into Christianity. And then he, he landed on the village that Chiosoga, who is the first black South African actual to be educated in the Western kind of uh, education. Mm. And he became, uh, the, he was educated in Scotland. Mm. So I'm trying to do that <laughs> as the second part of the trilogy. Well, I mean, it's your second book is, is always difficult, uh, particularly if the first one has been very successful. But you'll, <laughs> but I know that you'll just push through. I'm very interested uh, in his wife because he brought his Scottish wife out, and nobody yes. knew how to manage her because I mean she was a charming, educated woman, and yeah. um, and uh, it was difficult. I mean, I don't think that they were accepted very easily by either side. To be quite honest with you. Yes, actually, as I said, uh, I came. I first came across of this name of Prophet Kadeha through his journal, and uh, I mean at that at that particular time, Soga married a Scottish woman, and unfortunately died very young at forty-six. Mm. His wife must have been a very strong woman because had children, she managed to educate all of them properly. Even today, if I ask you who is the first South African veterinary uh, surgeon, you would not know that it was actually Tio Soga's son. Never. And, yeah, <laughs> and uh, 
he, he, he studied that because he had, uh, he had a, 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 in, in the coastal village, the cattle were dying of rinder pest. And then he, he, he had a, a very, very, very strong landowner uh, uh, part in, uh, in, in finding out the vaccination for rinder pest. That today, which is why today the cattle don't die of that because of that vaccination. So it's an interesting history and uh, the coincidences of Soga and uh, Dr. Fanda Kemp. Dr. Fanda Kemp also is a very interesting character for me because he was born in Netherlands but educated in Scotland also, same university as Soga, and then ended up learning to be a, a first missionary in the village where Soga was born. So it, it's quite interesting to me. I'm trying to tease out all those uh, coincidences. But in Push, I think he fi- figures in a in a book by um, by another writer, um, Andre Brunk. Um, he was in Kraft Renet. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah, okay. And, and, and I, I know, I know the, 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 the book you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Camp was, was very influential during the, the pivotal time of, uh, when the, 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 the Cape Colony basically were, was under the, the, the Dutch first as uh, the, the, the Republic. And then it converted into the British when the British, uh, conquered the Dutch. So he, during the, the that revolt, you're talking about that entry drink talk about in uh, in he was very instrumental in uh, negotiating peace between the British and the and the Boers, mm. and it, it it avoided a major war. Well, listen, all of these they deserve their place in history, and we need to know a little bit more about them. At least I think if you're interested in history, but also yeah. I mean things like King Paulo Airport, and mm. he was Paulo Cartesio. Uh, he was a Kosa uh, chief from 1736. Yeah. So it's a commemoration yeah. of his name, really. Yeah. Um, uh, king Palo is basically the last king, actually, of the uh, United Amatos. Because Amatos uh, got divided uh, when his son, which is Galega and Khakabe, fought. And then it's a reason why you, you, you kind of have what now we call uh, former trans guy and the former cis guy, because when when he, one of his sons Khakabe was fighting with the, with his brother who was an heir to the king, to King Palo, he decided that instead of fighting with his brother, he's gonna cross the Kai, which is the Nuba River, and come uh, on on that side, on the west side of the of the, the eastern uh, Cape, mm-hmm. and then it is the reason why Amakhakabe were the first. Uh, Amatosa people to encounter uh, the white uh, settlers because the white settlers uh, came on the side, on this side, which involves, like, for instance, uh, from, uh, let's say, uh, I don't know, today would say, Platinum Bay up to Mtat, whatever. So they, 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 they crossed over with his, with his people. In actual fact, with his elderly father, Palo. And then they, they settled between the river. Kai and Kiskamau, uh, which today we call Kiskamaguka, and then they, we call it the Marcos, I call it uh, 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 <coughs> the, the town that uh, Henry Smith uh, found there. Mm. It's called King Lamstown, which mm. is now being turned into Ekon, because that's what Marcos calls it, Ekon. So King Palo actually settled there, and uh, uh, he, 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 he died around there. But eventually, in the late nineteenth uh, century, that region was more uh, filled by the clans 
which we call Amagonukwebe, which is the, the clan that were a mixture of Amakosa and the Khoisan people. Uh, we talked earlier on about Makanda. Ngale was a Gonukwebe. So that's what uh, Amakosa used to call pe- people who were a mixture between Khoi and Tosa. We mm, call them Amagonukwebe. Amagonukwebe. And then uh, in English, you, you call it Gunukwa. But it is basically Amagonukwebe. And then he, by the time East London was founded, uh, that place was filled by Amagonukwebe Ama tribe of Amatosa under King Pato now, not Palo. Pato because was the king of Amagonukwebe then. You understand? But in earlier times, when Chacha the first settled uh, across the Kai, he settled around that with his father, King Palo. So for me, it makes sense that they, they, they call that the airport uh, uh, King Palo Airport in East London. But as I said to you, uh, I'm not really a fan of naming things after people, but I accept that. Well, listen, we we could go on for ages and ages and ages, but we can't. <laughs> so, I, yeah. I mean, I just want to thank you so much for this, just for a little a little insight into why these names um, are yeah. important to so many people. and uh, yeah. And it is part of our history. Yeah, and also because we're trying to, as I said to me, people keep saying, but why are we renaming things? And I said, but I don't think we're renaming them <laughs> more than we're, restore, we're re- restoring the history that was there and wiped out because of uh, colonialism and all that stuff. So we're trying to restore that so that our children and other people, when they ask, but who was this part? And then we can explain, but who was this? What was this? And then we can say, but you see that tree called in Tologoshana, that's uh, the actual, and the Kha means a place of uh, that tree, because that tree is, is prominent, it's still prominent today in, 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 in Port Elizabeth. So, and I, I think we should take pride of, uh, after our own culture instead of being uh, suspicious of it. I mean, the fact that uh, some people can't pronounce it, we can all learn how to pronounce this thing. I mean, uh, myself, I wasn't born knowing how to pronounce Vanderville Park or whatever, Ferenichen, you understand? I had to learn. So with a little bit of humility, we can all just learn how to, to pronounce this thing. And if you can't pronounce it, there's a place where I stay in, in, uh, in Cape Town called London. It's actually a Welsh name. Properly, properly that name should be Handano instead of London. But everybody calls it London. You understand? I under- so what I'm- <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I understand. Listen, I have to go. And okay, uh, and okay. you could go on for hours and hours and hours, but you can't. And you've got to go know. back to writing. <laughs> so- <laughs> yeah, thank you for this opportunity. It's always good to talk to you, Jenny. That coffee very soon. I'm, I'm going to tell Alison about it. Okay, fantastic. All right, that is absolutely <laughs> fantastic. And Bertumi just taking us through some of the history of our own country. And I find it absolutely absorbing. And I want to know more about it. So the places have got resonance for me. And, of course, Batumi is uh, the author of The Broken River Tent, and it's published by Jakana. Saturdays with Jenny, every Saturday from 9 to 11 a.m. on Kaya FM 95.9. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.